Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today is episode six, the history of Alabama Crimson Tide football. Let's put it this way. The Crimson Tide is simply among the most accomplished football programs in college football history. As of this podcast, the Tide's NCAA records include 23 winning streaks of 10 games or more, 19 seasons with a 10-0 start, they have completed 10 undefeated seasons, 9 of which were perfect seasons, and have made an NCAA record 71 postseason bowl appearances. Their first season was 1982. National Championships, 17. This will take a little while to get through. 1925, 1926, 1930, 1934, 1941, 1961, 1964, 1965, 1973, 1978, 1979, 1992, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017. Heisman Trophy winners, there'd be two. Mark Ingram, 2009, and Derrick Henry, 2015. Best coach. Well, it's a difficult decision. It comes down to an argument between two legendary coaches, Paul Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. We give the nod to Paul Bear Bryant, but let us take a moment to recount each's career at Alabama. Let's start by comparing the records. Coach Bryant coached from 1958 to 1982. He had 232 wins, 46 losses, and 9 ties and won 82.4% of his games, while Coach Saban, coached from 2007 to 2020, had 158 wins, 23 losses, and won 87.3% of his games. Let's compare national championships. Coach Bryan had six. The Alabama legend won all six of his national titles with the Tide, 1961, 1964, 1965, 1973, 1978, and 1979. Coach Saban also had six national titles. Five of Saban's titles were with Alabama. 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017. His first national championship was with LSU back in 2003. Comparing the number of undefeated teams at Alabama, well, Bryant had three, 1961, 1966, and 1979, while Nick Saban had one, 2009. At Alabama, Coach Bryant won six national titles in 19 years, while Coach Saban won five national titles in nine years. As far as seasons with the school, Coach Bryant had 25 years, while Coach Saban had 14. But as we said, we give the nod to Coach Bryant. And here's a couple of other factors we weighed in. Coach Bryant adapted with the times. National championships numbers one to three were all white teams. National championships numbers 4-6 to six were integrated. His teams with Joe Namath and Ken Stable have passed, while his 1970 teams went, ran the wishbone. Defense was always a hallmark of his teams. And in 1966, well, we'll get to them later in the podcast, but they were undefeated and poised to win their third consecutive national championship, fourth in six seasons. But oh, those crazy polls. Before we leave coaches, I do want to mention Wallace Wade, who coached eight seasons, had 61 wins, 13 losses, three ties, won 81.2% of his games, 
Three of his eight seasons were undefeated, and he had a 24-game consecutive streak without a loss. Let's move on to finest game. Alabama 9, Penn 7, November 4th, 1922. What defines a fine game? Obviously, there are many, many aspects to consider. But a game that catapults the team into national prominence, the national spotlight, well, that'll do here. And this was that game. This is the game that moved Alabama into the realm of national consciousness. Against a Penn team, this was supposed to be an easy win for the Quakers. This was the first time Alabama went north and defeated a powerhouse. Best comeback, January 8, 2018. Alabama 26, Georgia 23, in overtime at the 2018 College Football Playoff National Championship. The Georgia Bulldogs dominated Alabama early and took a 13-0 lead into half. Coming out of halftime in a stunning move, Alabama coach Nick Saban replaced the two-year starting quarterback Jalen Hurts with freshman Tua Tagovailoa. In the second half, Tagovailoa propelled the tide to a 20-20 tie at the end of regulation. Georgia began the overtime with a field goal. Now it was the tide's possession. First down, Tagovailoa was sacked for a 16-yard loss. Then on second and 26, after scrambling backward, Tagovailoa tossed a 41-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Smith to win the game. Most stunning loss, November 30, 2013, kick six. In 2013, the Alabama Crimson Tide entered the Iron Bowl one had won two consecutive BCS championships, and was smack in the midst of their dynasty. Auburn entered the game ranked number four. The game was dripping with intrigue. With 32 seconds left, Auburn tied the game 28-28. They kicked off to the Crimson Tide. The Tide drove to the 38-yard line, and then time ran out. Or did it? Alabama coach Nick Saban challenged a game-ending timekeeping call and after a video review, one second was put back on the clock. And here we go. Having missed three field goals earlier in the game, Coach Saban opted to sit the kicker, Cade Foster, in the fourth quarter and give redshirt freshman Adam Griffith a try. The Crimson Tide lined up for a potential game-winning 57-yard field goal. The kick was short, and Auburn's Chris Davis, standing back at the far goal line, simply caught it just in front of the goalposts. He raced 109 yards up the sidelines, scoring on the last play of the game. Most stunning upset win, January 1st, 1966, Alabama 39, Nebraska 28. Capping the 1965 season, Alabama finished the regular season eight wins, one loss, one tie. They were ranked number four and was behind three undefeated untied teams in the polls. The Crimson Tide faced undefeated Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. Everything went right for the Tide that day, and despite being a much smaller team, the Tide built a 24-7 halftime lead and hung on to win 39-28. What separates this game in the annals to make it the most stunning win in Crimson Tide history was this. Sometimes a stunning win is not only what happens on the field that day, but what happens in the landscape surrounding the game. See, the other two undefeated, untied teams both lost their bowl games. The result? An AP National Championship for Alabama. Best player, wide receiver Don Hudson, 1932-1933. This was not an easy choice. Johnny Mack, Kenny the Snake, Stabler, Joe Namath, Leroy Jordan, 
John Hanna, Derek Thomas, Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, just to name a few. So many standouts. But our nod goes to Don Hudson, who simply did things on the field never seen before. He is widely considered the first modern-day receiver. And recall he played in the 1930s during the Great Depression. In his senior year in 1934, he was a consensus All-American, and the team won a national championship. He had a change-of-pace move that had never been seen prior and the best hands of his generation. Best team, 1966, 11-0, the unclaimed national championship. This was the year of the missing ring. The Alabama Crimson Tide were poised to win their third consecutive national championship and fourth in six seasons. This was one of three undefeated teams Coach Bryant had. The 1966 team had six shutouts in 11 games, beat Nebraska 34-7 in the Sugar Bowl. But polls will be polls, and this was the year of the game of the century, the 10-10 tie between Michigan State and Notre Dame. And Alabama finished number three. A nod does go to the 1979 11-0 team as well. Coached by Bear Bryant, this team won the SEC championship, defeating number 18-ranked Tennessee 27-17. They defeated number 14-ranked Auburn 25-18 during the regular season. Then in the Sugar Bowl, they defeated number 6-ranked Arkansas 24-9. Major Ogilvy led the way as their offense scored more than 30 points seven times. The Tide recorded five shutouts that season and allowed only two teams to score in double digits. Most memorable play, Alabama 7, Auburn 3, December 2, 1967. With all due respect to all the great plays in Alabama history, in 1967, Alabama entered the game 8th in the nation. Auburn was 8-3. They played on a field soaked in unfathomable mud, making it near impossible footing and the game started with six consecutive punts. The game was scoreless at halftime, and then with 11 minutes left in the game, Auburn was leading 3-0. Quarterback Ken Stabler took off downfield in the celebrated run in the mud. He cut, ducked, and labored 47 yards for the only touchdown of the game. A pair of Auburn players went down trying to tackle the snake. Controversy, September 18, 1965. Georgia 18, Alabama 17. Alabama led Georgia 17-10. Georgia had only scored three offensive touchdowns in the last four games. Georgia's starting quarterback, Preston Riddle-Huber, is out, and backup rookie quarterback Kirby Moore is in as quarterback. Now buckle your seatbelts for here's what happened. Georgia was at its own 27 late in the game. Kirby Moore dropped back and threw it low to Pat Hodgen, who had dashed about 10 yards to the 35-yard line. Hodgin lateraled the ball to Bob Taylor, who was trailing the play, and Taylor raced 73 yards for the touchdown. The hook and lateral. The Bulldogs chose to go for two, and Kirby Moore passed again to Hodgin, and the two-point conversion was good. But, 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 Sunday's highlight of the flea flicker showed that before lateraling to Bob Taylor, and while possessing the ball, Hodgin's knee clearly was touching the ground. Rival. Auburn Tigers, the Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl is given to the Alabama-Auburn rivalry. It is a 365-day-a-year rivalry, arguably as fierce a rivalry as there is in college football. Chants of War Eagle and Roll Tide dominate the battle, 
and the results are dissected all year long until the next Iron Bowl is played again. It has been said that in Alabama you are either an Alabama or an Auburn fan. There is no in-between. Aside from the kick six, the game has many moments etched into the collective minds of fans. Mascot, Big Al, the elephant. Where'd this come from? Well, the 1930 team was massively large, and supposedly a Mississippi fan shouted out when the Crimson Tide took the field, Hold your horses, the elephants are coming. Tradition, Roll Tide, one of the most celebrated chants in all of college football. And hullabaloo, we end with the bear. Coach Bum Phillips said of Bear Bryant, He can take his team and beat yours. He can take your team and beat his. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.